I'm so effing embarrassed to be a straight white male. Wanna come back to my dorm and you can uh, straighten me out? When TV pundit, personality, and provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos' talk at DePaul University was shut down by members of Black Lives Matter, a fiery dialogue was reignited across the country about the nature of free speech and safe spaces on college campuses in this new age of political correctness. Josh Beck recently penned an Odyssey article entitled, I love flag burning and hate safe spaces. Josh sympathizes with the plight of the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't agree with all of their methods. Uh, I think that it needs to be more organized. I don't think, I, I understand how they, they don't want a specific head of this group and they don't, it, it's, it's a grassroots movement. It's people who are upset. Yes, if, if I were an African American instead of white, there'd be a one in four chance I'm going to end up in prison at some point in my life. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely wrong. We do need to do something about it, but it needs to be more organized. And and I think, I don't know, and, and so yes, I definitely do understand where they're coming from. I definitely do understand the aggression. Um, but it's, to me, it's very similar to how you get your feminists who will be up in arms and start screaming about the, the patriarchy this and, and blah, blah, blah. And it becomes like a point where we kind of associate the message with those extreme examples of it, if that makes sense, and so, so then it, it becomes, I don't I like, people don't hate the idea of feminism, they hate what they know as feminists. TV's Kevin Lanigan and I also caught up with Lawrence Selner, author of the Odyssey article, I Hate Millennials, who had a similar idea about protesting and free speech in the 21st century. I, I, think, what, I think what has happened, part of the problem is people get on, you know, white straight guys for being the epitome of privilege. Mm-hmm. But really at this point, I think a certain privilege exists for the people who are mad because they have the opportunity to be able to get on people ad hominem and just attack them and not have anything substantive. And nobody says anything because they're scared of being labeled a racist. They're scared of being labeled a homophobe. They're scared of being labeled sexist and every other not nice name that employees don't want their employ- uh, employers don't want their employees to be. You know, Um, I think they've bred, I think they've bred a culture of fear for a lot of people. Um, I think they've done an incredible job of suppressing speech. Um, Yeah, I think really what they're doing is contradicting themselves. Odyssey writer Nikita Hoyt, however, doesn't believe political correctness has necessarily run amok and sees the virtue in safe spaces on college campuses. Safe spaces are different for everybody. That safe space might be I might not be around those group of girls who gossip on the fact that I'm so skinny but don't know that I suffer from bulimia. A safe space could be um, me, like, as a female walking down the street, um, on like, behind our campus because of the fact that there's a group of guys that sit on the wall all the time and they, like, catcall. 
My co-host TV's Kevin Landigan's views on safe spaces tend to align with Nikita's and run contrary to Odyssey contributor Josh Beck's. Writer of the article, I love flag burning and hate safe spaces. What is your specific position against safe spaces? Well, uh, I, I mean, let's be honest. The, the title was definitely a little bit kind of in your face just to, to get people to actually read it. Since Lord knows I share enough stuff on Facebook that people are like, oh, he's ranting again. We're just going to kind of keep on scrolling. Um, I forget exactly where I saw this, but uh, I think the tagline uh, of an article is... Uh, we don't hate safe spaces, we hate the people who use them. With the idea that, that the idea of a safe space where, uh, I mean, historically it could be like a uh, 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 campus having a, a building purely for uh, African-American students to kind of hang out and, and be free from uh, any kind of racial issues, uh, whether purposeful or, or accidental or um, like whether you're Catholic or, or Jewish and then having your like um, your your church or your house or your place that's considered a safe safe space and and I'm definitely behind that but the issue is when it, it in my mind is no longer a safe space it just kind of becomes an echo chamber when you don't allow opposing viewpoints in at all uh, yeah I understand obviously um, a safe space for African Americans are probably not going to go be like, hey, KKK, you want to come on over here and, and let's let's do some discourse. But as long as it's in a controlled setting, I, I think you sh you would want you should want to have opposing viewpoints. I, I don't want to sit and just be surrounded by people who share my same views. I I want I want to be challenged. That's why I listen to. Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, as well as, as other conservative and liberal views, because I, I want the best idea, regardless of what side it's on. Sure, uh, and I, I understand that. Um, but do you want to be challenged literally 24 hours a day? Like, these safe spaces aren't giant bubbles where the campus is divided into four equal pieces and no white person can cross into the black half or the Jewish half. I mean, they're just a place where you can go for a momentary respite from the potential of just being a called a racial slur on the street or being confronted about something that you don't want to be confronted about. I mean, a safe space in concept is a, is a temporary place that you can go, and I don't understand opposition to having that sort of place. No, no, and I, I'm not entirely sure if I, if I kind of made this clear, but I, I mean, if we start judging every article by its headline, then, you know, we're going to run into a lot of clickbait issues and things like that. Uh, yeah, I'd say hate safe spaces. I, I, I kind of hate more the idea of what safe spaces are becoming, in my mind, where, yes, I understand, yeah, make it a, make it a safe space, make it, you know, something you're where you can get that, um, that that few moments of, of just kind of sanity away from everybody. But, I mean, we start hearing about how people are, are having discussions and things and, and getting kicked out because they try to, to go against it. Yeah, the idea of a safe space is fine, but the direction it's kind of heading is what's sort of scared me, where nobody wants to be opposed. 
And I understand that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to sit here and constantly be asked a thousand questions about being Catholic and being white and and all that 24/7. But I also I don't I don't know if that makes any sense at all. It does. Um, but I I also understand the concept of kicking someone out of a safe space because that is specifically the safe space. And I think if you set up the parameters that, hey, this is the safe space for Catholics to talk about Catholic stuff, and if you're going to come in here and and throw blood on me and blame me for the like, you would kick that person out. And I'm not saying anybody's done that in, like a, in a safe space of any variety. But to use an extreme example, I understand why you would kick someone out of a space specifically meant to be safe when they made you feel unsafe. I mean, absolutely, but then there's also um, instances of where, because, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the exact details, but it's only along the lines of because a girl kind of smirked when somebody said something, she got kicked out. Or because she kind of cleared her throat in uh, what was viewed by some as a threatening manner, um, she got kicked out of safe space. And, and again, I I get it, and... In, in, like the I love the idea of it. I think it it's something that we do need, but I think the way it's being carried out and and it kind of at the same time, if you're in a safe space, you can't be on the offensive. You you can't be shouting at me about certain things, or or you can't be trying to silence a speaker and then. No that claim that, that you don't feel safe or that you feel triggered or anything like that if you are initiating this and it's and it's you running into to Milo's speech with blood all over your face. It, it kind of goes both ways and, and if you need a safe space to deal with those with the, the consequences of your actions like that, then I think this this kind of become an abuse of a safe space. Lauren Selner may have needed a safe space after dealing with the backlash from his fellow students after publishing an article making light satirically about gun violence. The article is a victim of poor timing as it has coincided with the UOCLA shootings and the article title has since been changed. Originally, Lawrence was counting on the title to stir the pot and use ad hominem responses as material for a planned follow-up piece on the nature of internet discourse. His plan, unfortunately, worked a little too well. I, I even started getting phone calls from people with unknown numbers. Like, that's how bad it got. People started emailing the president of my college and the head of my <laughs> honors program asking for me to be kicked out. Yeah, and they put posters of me with my face on it using old profile pictures. They put posters of me around the school uh, saying, you know, we don't, want, we don't want this kid in our campus. Uh, you know, let's not let him live down his mistake. I, I figured when I chose that title that people would understand that it's a metaphor. My co-host TV's Kevin Lanigan was kind enough to read off internet commenters' takes on Lawrence Selner's piece. Uh, when exactly was the precise moment when you turned into a turd burger? <laughs> uh, uh, the precise moment I turned into a turd burger, I, was, I would assume, is uh, pretty much the moment I could start speaking. Um, both my parents escaped the communist, uh, they escaped communist countries. Uh, my mother escaped communist Romania in 1966. My dad's dad was murdered by the communists in Europe in 1950. Uh, my dad grew up without a father. So for me, I believe strongly in the First Amendment. 
and I can't bring myself to suppress myself over other people, and I really don't care what they say. Um, it's just I'm, I just I I'm gonna say what I want to say, you know. And if people don't like it, they don't have to read what I'm saying. It's that simple. Lawrence took the jabs from the internet in stride, but is concerned over the widespread proliferation of ad hominem attacks replacing intelligent discussion. It is us as a generation and as us as a society that has directly led to the rise of people like Donald Trump. That we are the reason that we have an election like we do, where Marco Rubio is insulting, you know, Donald Trump's penis size, and Jeb Bush, as opposed to his policies being stupid, it's him who's stupid. Despite her advocacy for safe spaces, Odyssey writer Nikita Hoyt does believe that political correctness can go too far. I think when it comes to political correctness, especially us as a generation, it gets so misconstrued so fast because instead of it being like, okay, us using the term legitimately just for human being to human being for, to care for one another, it turns into like, sometimes it turns into a race war. Sometimes it turns into a, I don't like the fact that you're transgendered and now you're using my bathroom war. Like it, it can get very misconstrued when in reality we should come together, have open dialogue, discuss what everybody's personal definition of political correctness means and then take that and do something more productive with it, not use it as like this detrimental thing. Like it, it's getting way out of hand now, especially in 2016. We could, sure. we should have open dialogue about how everybody feels about the word and the phrase itself, and then take bits and pieces and come up with a whole new definition for it. Like as the world is evolving and as times are changing and as we are, um, we as millennials are getting exposed to different things, it's time to change the culture. You know what I'm saying? And like formulate, take these old definitions and apply it to society as is right now. Nikita was recently confronted by a reader who was astoundingly offended by an article Nikita wrote about taking pride in being a black woman. These same features that they taught me to hate, I now love and adore. And that was in reference to my piece, which is um, titled, Why I Love Being a Black Woman. So like take, for example, Kylie Jenner admitted to getting her lips done. But back in the day, we as black women were taught to not love the fact that we have big hips and thighs and full lips and big hair. So now that, you know, we as black women are addressing like, wait, hold on, these are the same features you taught us to not like about ourselves. Now that you guys are glorifying them, like, how does this, you know, how does this work? Like when she came up to me and she said it offended her, I was just kind of like, Whoa, 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 That's not even the intent <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> I was just like, you know, stating like, no, as growing up as a, as a young black girl, like these were the features that I was ashamed to have. And now that they're being glorified in today's media, it, it's just kind of like, wait, you told me not as a little girl not to love these things about myself. And now that I love them and now it's a problem. <laughs> if the disgruntled reader who approached Nikita was offended by a woman taking pride in who she is, they'd probably have a complete seizure over Josh Beck's opinion on burning the American flag. Is I support, on one hand, you burning the flag. And I also support, on the other hand, people being pissed off about it, because that's just how the world works. You know, you, you can't have freedom of speech and then not get criticized for it. But it's just something that I feel like a lot of people get so upset about, 
and they kind of don't really stop and, and think about it. It kind of discredits their argument immediately. They're like, oh, well, they burned a flag. Like, they obviously don't care about this country, blah, blah, blah. But, like, and, and in my article, I actually make a point that saying that, like, burning the American flag is about as patriotic as you can get in this sort of weird, ironic, like, kind of poetic sense because just like freedom of speech, I'm allowed to use that freedom of speech given to me by the government to criticize the government. Josh continued. I know a lot of people who were just kind of very, very upset were like, hey, these people should be put in jail. Like, they don't deserve any of the freedoms. Like, and, and I'm kind of sitting here, and I'm like, and I get it. Like, in one particular video was, uh, I want to say two Marines um, chased after a guy who was burning the flag, and they took it from him and, like, ran off. And, and their big argument was, like, we didn't fight overseas, like, to protect your freedoms to, for you to burn this flag. But that's exactly what they did. Josh repeatedly mentioned he's open to the possibility that his beliefs are wrong. But that discourse is the only way to change them, something that the Black Lives Matter protesters at Miley Yiannopoulos' DePaul speech weren't interested in. I, I do just kind of want to give a little background about where I'm coming from. I do tend to lean uh, pretty far left. Um, heck, I mean, I from Rome, Georgia, it's where I go to school, and uh, I actually helped organize a um, large group of uh, citizens to go have a uh, silent, peaceful protest to some neo-Nazis who are actually coming down uh, to Rome. And so I definitely definitely do understand like there, these are real issues and that like there is something very important. It's not like Milo came and was like, oh, chocolate ice cream is better than vanilla ice cream, and people were all upset and started rioting. Like, these are real meaningful issues that have meaningful consequences. <clears throat> um, but I guess in terms of what I want, I and I know I've listened to enough of what Milo says, despite the fact that I disagree with a lot of it, to know for a fact that he would have been more than happy to debate anyone. And that's that's kind of where I'm coming from, coming from a, a very scholarly, I guess. I, I don't know exactly what you would want to call it, but essentially I want my best ideas versus your best ideas, and I want us to talk it out, and I want to either reaffirm my belief in my ideas if, if I think my points are better than yours, and then if your points are better than mine, then I have to reevaluate. I don't, I, I think going in and, and then there was also like at Rutgers, they uh, came in with like paint on their face to look like blood, and I'm just screaming, I don't want any opponent who goes against my beliefs to be silenced. I think that just makes, that's, that hurts me more than it hurts them because I can't hear what they're having to say and I, I want to evaluate it. If, if I think they're wrong, then I think they're wrong. Lawrence Sellner has an idea of why sometimes people shy away from open debate. People are too scared to actually engage in discourse because people are afraid of being wrong. So instead of, instead of, you know, talking to people and trying to understand why they believe the way they do, they just immediately insult them for disagreeing. And I think that the internet has allowed that to grow rampant because, you know, like Facebook, it, well, my post was public because I write for the Odyssey. I have to mark it as public. Anyone can see that, which makes it a lot easier for way more people. And I think it, for way more people to see it. And I think that has allowed this type of culture to spread more rapidly than it otherwise would have. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, are you straight, white, Christian, and male, and eager to absolve yourself of any guilt while actively doing nothing to help the plight of marginalized members of society? Introducing Privilege Check! That's right. 
For just seven easy payments of $49.99, we'll give you a sensitivity course. Then, after passing, we'll tattoo a giant check mark on your forehead so everyone will know you know just how easy your life is. After that, you're free to continue benefiting from the gift society has bestowed upon you without ever having to help the people society continues to shit on. Beyond making Facebook statuses like, I'll never know what it's like to be an ethnic or cultural minority in this country. Thinking about weighing in on a controversial topic on social media? Privilege Check will put a giant check mark next to your name on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so everyone will know your opinion not only means something, but it's absolutely correct because anyone who has the self-awareness to realize they're privileged must be one smart guy. After posting about the sensitive issue you know nothing about, you're free to not vote, volunteer, or enact any meaningful change while still feeling like the absolute all-star that you are. Go you! Also, after checking your privilege, you can tell other straight white males stuff like, Josh, first off, your girlfriend came on to me. And secondly, you're seriously need to check your privilege. This kind of stuff is daily life for so many marginalized people in society. Privilege check, available wherever shame and inaction are sold. We are also sponsored by the gap of time between when old women get in their cars and when they actually start them and drive away, as well as Coca-Cola. Thanks for listening this week. I am Mike Sitting Down, at Mike Sitting Down on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and my co-host was TV's Kevin Lanigan, at TV's Kevin Lanigan. Uh, his other podcasts are the Puffin Publishing Podcast and Talking Back to the Movies. Um, and again, he is TV's Kevin Lanigan on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.